Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We also want to say thank you for your faithfulness during this time. I know it's a difficult time and for some of us it's odd not to meet on a Sunday morning in our church buildings. But I want you to know that God could still move in these odd ways. God could still move in your living room. He could still move right there in your cubicle. He could move right there in your, in your bedroom or wherever you're watching us from. So we want to say thank you for your faithfulness in, this, in these times. We also want to join you now to continue to be faithful. You know, one of the greatest things, tragedies that could come out of this whole coronavirus is simply this, that we would lose our faithfulness we would lose our ability to continue to give. I want to challenge you today, as hard as it might be to give, I want to challenge you to stay faithful even in these trying times. Even in these uncertain times, I want want you to know that although things are uncertain around us, that God is always certain. God is always faithful, and He's proven Himself time and time again. There are a few different ways that you're able to give here at Christian Worship Center. Number one is text to give. Coming up on the screen right now is instructions how to do our text to give. You could also give through our church app. Instructions are coming up as well. And if you are just not tech savvy and you find yourself maybe a little questionable on giving through the internet, I want you to know that you could still give by mailing your tithe to the church. And the address is coming up right now. Don't lose your faithfulness because God has stayed faithful to us even in these uncertain times and uncertain moments. I want to invite you right now, if you would, to open up your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, jumping over to verse 21 through 24. Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 and 21 through 24. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. Lord, I pray this morning that as a result of hearing it, let us never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we want to continue in our series, Dominion. I get the great privilege and honor of speaking on the subject of dominion in our marriages. You see, there is nothing that will test a marriage more than troubles. If you've been married for a day, if you've been married for a year or 10 years, you understand that all marriages face some kind of trouble. You see, troubles come wrapped up in all kinds of different wrappings. Troubles come wrapped up in finances. They come wrapped up in sicknesses and loss. They come wrapped up in insecurities, infidelity, and they even come wrapped up in incompatibility. 
You see, with all the troubles that a marriage can face, none of them, hear me, none of them are a means to an end. There's nothing that you face in your marriage that God doesn't have the ability to heal and move you on from. Nothing that you face in your marriage, God cannot, God can, it, God cannot heal. I want to let you know that there are couples who have faced the same troubles, yet have not only survived, but have come out stronger on the other side. It's all how you go through something, not what you go through, but how you go through something. You see, there is not a marriage that have ever existed that was ever exempt from a problem. I want you to know this morning and stand secure in this, that if you face troubles in your marriage, congratulations, you have a normal marriage. You see, troubles are not there to define your marriage, but they can be used to refine your marriage. Let me say that again. Troubles are not there to define your marriage, but they can be used to refine your marriage. You see, to define a thing is to set forth the meaning of a thing. It's to give the purpose to a thing. But to refine a thing is to bring it to a fine or pure state. Troubles are not there to define your marriage. They are simply there and can be used to refine your marriage. I need you this morning to make a determination that your troubles will not define your marriage. What you've been through will not define your marriage. More than a determination, I need you to make a declaration with me this morning that you will be not be known as the couple who has gone through troubles, but you will be known as the couple who has came out with victory on their side. I need you to know this morning and understand that your troubles do not define who you are and God could use them to refine your marriage. You see, your victories in marriage are determined in the beginning of your marriage. Everything starts at the beginning. Everything that you put into your marriage at the beginning will really help to lay the foundation for what your marriage is built on in the future. The foundation that your marriage is built upon will determine the storms that your marriage can withstand. The foundation by which your marriage is built upon determines the storms by which your marriage can withstand. In the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 47 through 49, Jesus tells a parable. And he says, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like the man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. You see, the, the, the foundation is important. The foundation in your marriage is important. Last week, Pastor Dan preached a powerful message entitled, Being Stormproof. We also need to make our marriages stormproof. The first thing we see in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, we see that marriage was God's idea. I need you to understand this morning that marriage is God's idea. It was God who said that it is not good for man to be alone. 
Let me say that again. It was God who said, it is not good that man should be alone. Every man should be excited at this moment. Every husband should be doing backflips at this moment. The Bible says that it was God's idea that he brought you your wife. Some of you are doing backflips and some of you are ready to run out the door. But I want you to know that it was God's idea for marriage. We see nowhere in the Bible do we see Adam complaining about being alone. The Bible never says that he called God to a meeting and says, listen, I see the, the, the rhinoceros has another Mrs. Rhinoceros. He says, but what about me, God? We don't see that meeting taking place. Why? Because Adam was perfectly fine with God. But it was God's idea that he would bring Adam someone who was comparable to him because marriage is God's design to bring about his purpose. I need you to hear me this morning. It is in the context of marriage that God brings about his purpose. You see, everything that God created, he not only called it good, but he also gave it a purpose. When God looked at man, when God looked at the earth, when God looked at everything when he was done, he said it was good. Not only good, he said it was very good, and he created it with a purpose. Your marriage, as crazy as, or as awesome as it might be right now, has a purpose connected to it. Have you ever thought that? That your marriage, your wife, your husband, God bringing you two together, there was a purpose behind that? You might, might not have met in the most perfect state. You might have met in a place that you would thought that God would, would never have been at. But I need you to understand this morning that God could redeem those times and bring purpose to your marriage. You see, your troubles do not eliminate your purpose. What you face in your marriage, what you face in life does not eliminate your purpose. Your troubles do not define you, but God could use them to refine you. Wife, as crazy as your husband might be right now, there is a purpose to you guys being together. And husbands, as hard as it might be to come home at times, there is a purpose to you and your wife being together. I need you to understand that you should never forget that your marriage has a purpose assigned to it, not just by anybody, but by God. Your marriage not only has purpose, but your marriage is powerful. God wants to use you, husband and wife. I know some of you can't imagine your marriage being an example to other marriages, but God could take even the foolish things of this world and bring about good through it. God wants to use your marriage, not just because it has a purpose, but because your marriage is powerful as well. The next thing we see is that God created a helper for Adam. So we see that marriage was God's idea, but next we see that God created a helper for Adam. Let me say it slow. God created a helper, not a hater. God created a helper and not a hater. You see, a helper builds up. A helper supports. A helper pushes the purpose forward. That's what a helper does. When God brought Adam and Eve together, he did it so that they could build up, so that they could support one another and that they could push the purpose of God forward. That's what a helper does. A helper comes beside and encourages in hard moments. A helper helps to push the weight. A helper does what they can to make things go a little smoother. 
You see, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, there's also the hater. The hater has a job and a purpose, and the job of a hater is to tear down and to sabotage the mission. It sounds kind of odd that a husband or a wife would be there to tear each other down or to sabotage a mission. And although we might not do it on purpose, although it might not have intentionality to it, I need you to understand that some of the ways that we speak to our spouses is not helping them, but it's hating on them. Some of the things that we do to our spouses is not pushing them forward, is not supporting, is not making the mission go smoothly. It's actually sabotaging the mission. God did not send Adam a hater. He sent Adam a helper. Husband, God sent you a helper. Wife, you are a helper to your husband. You see, husband, your wife does not need your criticism. She needs your support and leadership. She doesn't need you to criticize every single thing she does. How she can't cook, how she can't clean, how she can't do this, and how she can't do that. What she needs is your support and your leadership. Wives, your husband does not need your nagging. He needs your support and your help. Let me say it again. He needs your support and your help. We don't have to look much further than our spouses at times to either encourage us or discourage us. But the Bible says that God gave Adam a helper and not a hater. You see, it's through the marriage institution that God has chosen to fulfill his purpose for man to be fruitful and multiply. It was in the marriage institution that God chose to bring about the purpose to be fruitful and multiply. It is through the marriage institution that God has chosen to fulfill his purpose for man to fill the earth. It was through the marriage institution. You see, it's through the marriage institution that God has given man dominion. I need you to understand and hear me clearly this morning. If there's nothing else you've heard, I need you to hear this. Your marriage not only has purpose, but your marriage is powerful. Not only is it powerful, but God wants to use it. You see, you are not married for the sake of marriage alone, but you're married to fulfill the mandate for generations to come to have dominion. Why was it not good that man should be alone? Because God never intended Adam to have dominion by himself. But God intended Adam to have dominion alongside of his wife as well. And not only that, for them to have children and for those children to have dominion, to take dominion. You see, you and your wife coming together was more than just a person who was attracted to another person. It was more than just the love that you feel for each other. But God wants to fulfill his purposes in your life and your generation and your bloodline for generations to come. That's why I say that your marriage doesn't just have purpose, but your marriage is powerful. Your marriage has meaning to it. Your marriage has significance to it. And I know sometimes that our spouse is the very person, the very one that we overlook because we're so comfortable with them at times. 
They're the very one that we pass by. They're the very one that we overlook when we need help. But I need you to understand this morning, you don't have to look or ask for anybody else. God has sent you exactly what you need, and they're wrapped up in a person called your spouse. He's given you the ability to have dominion. He's given you the ability to have a powerful marriage, a marriage that can move mountains, a marriage that could set an example to set the world right. A marriage that could be used to change lives. Yes, God wants to use your marriage, even the troubles that you're having right now. God's going to take those troubles and he's going to make them work together to refine who you are. I know you might have faced troubles in life. I know you might have faced things that you think you could never get over. Let me tell you, with God, all things are possible. Your marriage doesn't just have purpose, but your marriage is powerful. As I get ready to close this morning, I want to invite you right now to close your eyes and to bow your heads with me this morning. You see, we take for granted at times the very person that God has placed in our life to get us to a place that we could have never got to by ourselves. You see, marriage was God's idea. It was God who looked at Adam and said, it's not good that man should be alone. Marriage isn't just God's idea, but God sent Adam a helper, not a hater. Maybe you find your marriage right now in a state where you think maybe you, you can't come back from what you've been through. I want you to know I've seen marriages that have survived what other people have given up on. Not just survived, but I've seen them become stronger. I've seen their love grow. I've seen their family flourish in what could have been such a devastating moment. All because they allowed themselves to see past the hurt and to see the purpose once again in their husband or in their wife. I need you to know that your marriage goes beyond just you. If you have children, they're watching you. They're watching how you conduct yourself. And so I want you right now, if your spouse is next to you, I want you to just grab their hand right now. And I want to pray over you. I want to speak God's blessing over you. But then I challenge you throughout the week that you would do things to strengthen your marriage. You would do things that would help to propel your marriage. Husbands, you would, you would give uh, such praise and you would give such honor to your wife that she would literally do anything for you. Wives, that you would encourage your husband in such a way that the honeydew list you wrote for him a long time ago, that thing would be done in a matter of moments simply because you see purpose and power in your spouse. So Father, I thank you today. I thank you because our marriages really define who you are in our lives. And I ask this morning, Lord, over every marriage of CWC, God, over every marriage, God, of those who are watching this, this live stream right now, Lord, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would do a great thing. I pray that you would heal wounds, wounds that have been caused, God, by choices made by our spouses, choices made by us, wounds that have been caused by a husband's bad choice or a wife's bad choice, Lord. I pray you would heal those wounds, God. Set things right, Lord, and help us to move on with purpose and power.
Lord, I pray, God, not just for a good year, but for an amazing year. Lord, strengthen the marriages. Father, when we have strong marriages, Lord, we have a strong church. When we have strong churches, Lord, we have strong communities. And when we have a strong community, we have strong nations. So, Lord, I pray today over our marriages, I cover them. And I ask, Lord, do a new thing, an amazing thing. In the matchless, wonderful name of Jesus, we all say, amen. Listen, if you need prayer for your marriage or you need prayer in any way, I want to once again invite you to go ahead and type in the comment box and someone will respond and reach out to you. If it's a private message, you could message us through our messenger on Facebook and someone will respond to you there as well. We want you to know, although we can't meet together in the building, we're still a part of what you're doing in life because you're still a part of us. We love you, God bless you, and we'll see you again. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.